Welcome to Episode Party. I'm Freddie Harrison. I'm Jack Tudor. And we are joined today by Luke Leefield. Hey, Luke. Hi, guys. Um, Luke, is it is it pretty fair to categorise you as someone who likes podcasts? Um, yeah, I'd say that's fair. I mean, otherwise, um, you guys have made a poor choice, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I, mean I, I kind of like, you know, I, I, I set that question up like I have no idea, but I know... You have uh, a newsletter, which I'm sure we'll plug at the end, but you've definitely recommended a podcast or two in there before in the past. So I kind of knew that going in. Um, So that's kind of ruined that whole question, but it doesn't matter. Um, So yeah, uh, apparently we're starting with my recommendation this week, um, which is good good in a way, because I think actually uh, the two podcasts you guys have recommended are are more similar compared to mine. Um, So I recommended um, what is a relatively new podcast to me. I'm actually only three episodes in at the moment. Um, It's called Containers, which is uh, an eight-part audio documentary about how global trade has transformed the economy and ourselves, according to the little description on SoundCloud. Um, It's hosted by a guy called Alexis Madrigal, who's a journalist, and it kind of follows his journey as he goes about discovering a lot about containers and global shipping and attempts to kind of relate that to wider issues about global capitalism and trade and all those kind of things. And I guess what I really loved about it was, I mean, I was already kind of interested in this particular topic because there's definitely a Planet Money episode on containers, um, which is in their like t-shirt series that they did. Um, And there's also a 99% Invisible episode somewhere on containers that happened before as well. And so I was already kind of intrigued by it. But this kind of like, I don't know, widens the picture a little bit and, and talks about it in a on a wider scale um and I, I really enjoyed it but it's it's got like a lovely even though we're, we're talking on these big global terms it's it's very uh people focused and and a lot of the podcast is speaking to individuals about their jobs and um and how th- this whole industry affects them personally um which i really loved and like i say i'm only i'm only three episodes in and i was kind of surprised by their kind of depth that it went into and, and and you know how how much you can pack into a single episode i'm just i'm just i'm just really really loving it jack what wh- wh- how do you, how do you feel about it yeah i'm i have to confess i've done episode one but i've done it twice because i did it when it initially surfaced and then i went back and listened to mm-hmm. it again this week um and yeah i really enjoyed it and i'm definitely going to stick with it it's very 99% invisible and in fact I think even they featured it as like they, they did, do yeah. like guest spots don't they yeah so mm. that didn't surprise me whatsoever in fact I did a, a search um uh, because I actually thought yeah they're bound to have done this um I, I what I really like about it is that um there's a big focus on the sort of tension between local and global um and the impact that global uh, trade and global uh, containerization they call it that that's had um, on both like a, a huge scale and a very small scale and that seems to be like a main crux of the the podcast is that they're covering that entire spectrum um, and what I do like about it and I think what you've said there is that 
There's a lot of personal stories threaded through it, but then suddenly it will zoom out to this like bird's eye explanation of how like uh, isolated tweaks to the method used to import and export cargo has had these like gigantic ripples across the world. Do you know what? I, I think what really helped is that I was really not enamoured with the name of it. Containers. Right. I was like, this is. Uh, I don't know. There's. I, I just thought there's got to be a better name for it than this. And I thought in my head this could be like a really dry logistics podcast like in fact one of my first ever jobs was for a logistics company and i know how dry that can be and i was like i don't want to relive any of that um but actually it's a it's a really like it's definitely a labor of love like i've seen um this chap what's his name again the presenter alexis madrigal that's the guy he's he does some writing actually he did some pieces on medium.com to accompany the podcast Mm. mainly transcripts of the podcast but also like digging in to the uh to i think what he did one big piece on the logo um which is really nice actually the the podcast logo but all about contacting the artist and collaborating with her and uh, clearly this guy Uh, like loves what he's doing so i think that really comes through and i think um yeah i really enjoy it i'm gonna stick with it good news um yeah i mean i think i think it only gets better i think it's um I think as as you get further along, it starts to get more broad, which I'm which I'm interested in. Um, he says having only got to like episode three, but um, yeah, the further I, I mean, the next one's about coffee, and that'll intrigue me quite uh-huh. a lot. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Luke, have you had a chance to listen? Did you did you enjoy it? Do you know what I did listen today? And um, yeah, you know when when um, when when I read your description about the podcast, when I looked at the description, it's not one of those things. Do you know what I mean? At first, at first glance, it doesn't. You don't think it's going to be interesting, do you? Mm-mm. Right. Um, okay. I mean, I, I assumed it would be interesting, Freddie, because you're a man of great taste. But um, <laughs> you know, I was dubious. I also uh-huh. wasn't mad on the. Um, I wasn't mad on the logo or the name. And I was just like, so yeah. I went. I went into it a bit. Um, I went in with my doubts, Freddie, um, with the right. greatest respect for you. Um, but um, it was really interesting, and I think. I mean, it's such a buzz term now, right? Um, storytelling. I mean, yeah. it makes me want to be sick. But <laughs> it's a it's a classic example of great storytelling because it's like a podcast about you know shipping containers and mm. globalization and <clears throat> stuff that I wouldn't necessarily have listened to had I not um, sort of semi had to for today. Um, sure. But it was just great, and you can like listen to it for an hour, and it's like super interesting, and like you know melding all those things that you guys have talked about, like you know people's people's stories and history and economics, and and it's just done in such a good way. Like this, you know, this guy is so engaging. He's just a mm. natural storyteller, and I'd also read that piece about where he's talking about coming up with the artwork for the uh, for the podcast. Which actually, when you when you read about it and then you see it like bigger, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool artwork. But um, he's just a great storyteller. I mean, it's a it's another solid podcast. I'll be interested to keep listening and see like see where they take it as well. Yeah, I mean, as you guys haven't got on to the the second and third episodes yet, I think like the second episode, I won't I won't give it away completely, but it it gets really interesting because the next episode, the the title suggests it's Meet the Sailors, and it starts off with these sailors who've just got off a ship and they're I can't remember where they're from, but they're not from America, and they need to get stuff. They need to get supplies. They need to get you know clothes and whatever. So they go to a Walmart, and you know the whole premise of that moment is the kind of 
I don't know, is it irony? It's just a weird connection that they're going into Walmart to buy the things that were probably on their cargo ship. Um, <laughs> and and it, they start talking about that quite a lot. And interestingly enough, like they're not really meant to be talking on air because they've all signed um, agreements that say they won't talk about their jobs and stuff like that. So quite a lot of them do it under the condition of anonymity. And But it's, it is really interesting to, to kind of hear their opinions. And then you go on to the, the third episode, which is called The Ships, The Tugs and The Port, which was the one that was um, played on 99% Invisible. And um, he goes in with one of the um, the crew of one of the tugboats that takes the big ships in and out of the port and um, just really like delves into like the life of the, the captain of this tugboat. And it's like fascinating because this guy just doesn't come from the kind of background that you'd expect of someone who um, who's, you know, captaining a tugboat and like he's doing like these kind of like graveyard shifts in a port in California. Um, you know, he just he just doesn't come from that background and he's just really interesting. So if it continues like that, I think I think it will be, be really good. And yeah, like I say, episode four, uh, it's called The Hidden Side of Coffee and they talked a little bit about that. And I think that basically it's around the kind of the um, part of the port where a lot of the kind of speciality coffee comes in that um, America and Californians and actually all of us did really love so yeah I, I think it's a I think it's a super interesting one and I think yeah it's, it's interesting that you both kind of picked up on the kind of the fact that on the surface of it it just seems that little bit boring and perhaps not that interesting and then uh, you start it and it becomes really something else which is which is cool it's interesting isn't it because it's, it's the same thing with like um like the startup podcast for example like mm. you know i work at a startup i've worked at startups i've read a lot about startups and the last thing i sort of feel like i need is another thing about startups but it's it you know it's it, it's much more than that like it's uh it's just again it's just really great storytelling and um yeah it's just it, it's a lot bigger than that and it, it's the same thing with this isn't it it's not really like it, I mean, it's kind of about containers, but it's it's not. That's just like a vehicle for <laughs> a literal vehicle. Well, the mm. container's not really a vehicle. It's not a vehicle. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> tried to be too smart. But, um, <laughs> it's uh, that, that's just the the vessel for the story, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What what I love, I mean, what I think really helps is that it's such a sprawling subject. Like it's gigantic, and he clearly knows even in the, just listening to episode one i feel like he has immersed himself in the subject to the point where he knows so much because i think finding an entry point for a first episode on uh, global trade is ridiculous i mean mm. I, i'd love to know how long he spent trying to find an entry point but it feels effortless and i think that's because he he's just in to this subject completely and i think Oh, I mean, what I love about it is he takes these deviations where he almost gets so enamoured in what he's thinking about that he swerves off to the side into personal thoughts and uh, more sort of, um, I guess, self-indulgent, but in a good way, contemplations on containers and global trade. And he does this bit that almost reads like a poem where he's going, um, the impact of containers is this, but also the impact of containers is that. But also, it's this, and he, you know, each point is a, a, a remark on the fact that they cause more pollution, or from one perspective, they cause less pollution. They're responsible for job creation and um, labor exploitation, uh, the reduction of danger in the labor of logistics, and all this stuff that he just reels off, which is clearly like the perspective of someone who is 
thoroughly submerged in in what they're talking about and i think that's the the big difference uh and where a lot of these podcasts really thrive is just taking something uh like containers uh, you know this isn't someone who just occasionally walks down the port side and goes wow cranes and like it's thought oh, <laughs> i'm gonna record some stuff you know he he clearly is really gone deep and then come forth with his thoughts in the form of a uh, as you guys have said a lovely story yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there, Jack, as to kind of what makes it really interesting. Actually, yeah, for, for me, I think half the um, the kind of attraction that like kept me listening was was him that, you know, and, and that's that's, you know, to me, that's the mo- like one of the most important parts. You know, we, we were chatting about this um, a couple of episodes back with, with Jess and, you know, about how sometimes it kind of benefits a podcast when the kind of host or the presenter just gets out of the way and shuts up Um but in this case, I think he he makes it in in many senses. So uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Also a fan. Also a fan. Are you a fan, Jack? I'm a fan. So that's worked out quite well. Well, looks like everyone's a fan. Luke, tell us about your recommendation. Oh, we mixing up. I thought I was going last. No, we've. Have you got rogue curveball? <laughs> wow. You- you, you lulled me into a false sense of security. <laughs> I thought I had another 15 minutes of prattling on about someone else's podcast choice. And then here we go. But, you know, I, I'll take it. I'll um, Go for it. All right. So the podcast that I've recommended to you and your, uh, and your lovely listeners is uh, a podcast called On Being, which is hosted by a lady called Krista Tippett. And uh, it's the episode with um, Alain de Botton talking about his book, the course of love. So on being a podcast I've listened to for like, mm, maybe like three or four years. And wow. I think it's, it started out with a, with, uh, with a different name. I can't remember what it was, um, but it was like a, a lot of the people that, so basically <laughs> it's hard to know where to start, isn't it? But Chris Tippett interviews a different person on each episode. And right. the origins of the podcast were, were like kind of faith-based. So I think it was very much like, um, people from different faith backgrounds, so whatever, Christians, Jews, etc. I think her granddad was a was a priest. Um right. and, and she was kind of brought up in the church and, and is like a real deep thinker, but now I don't think mm-hmm. identifies as a Christian. Um but she so she did that podcast uh for years. And then I think it had like a sort of rebrand and now it's just called On Being. I guess they sort of widened it up and it, it now it, it's still got that kind of like faith bent, but like uh, she interviews um, now just like kind of other thinkers. So um, might be like just authors or poets or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like obviously Alain de Botton is um, not well as far as I know. I think he's a pretty staunch atheist, but um, right. But all the all the interviews open with the same question actually, where she asks people um, what like what their experience or whether they had an experience of faith when they were growing up. Cause she finds it quite like an illuminating way in as to how people, you know, when you're talking to like really like deep thinkers, which I think that, yeah. that's kind of like the common thread with the kind of people she's interviewing. Um, mm. uh, you know, people are really wrestling with the, the bigger issues. So like on being, it's all about like being right. Like what it is to find your place in the world. I think she finds that like a really useful starting point and finding out about people's like, faith backgrounds or lack of faith backgrounds or um right but it's not like about faith really it's just about like kind of just life and like big stuff so the reason i was particularly interested in in this episode and why i recommended it because you know i don't listen to every episode she does um Mm. too many podcasts aren't there really 
too I would many. just add it to the problem. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, I'd, um, this Alan de Botton book, I mean, do, do you guys know him? The only familiarity I have with him is he did an interview on the Tim Ferriss show and also uh, my partner has a couple of his books that look absolutely gorgeous. Is it called The School of Life? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they look amazing, but they're on um, these very broad subjects. I think she's got one on adversity, and I can't remember what the other one's on, but all of them seem to be, from my perspective, these, like, gigantic subjects that he's diving into, yeah. Yeah, well, he doesn't... He um he doesn't write all of those, but he he founded the School of Life, or he was one of like one of the founders. I can't remember if it's just him or like eventually. Well, I think there are various people involved now, but um, mm. I think he's written a couple of the books in in that series. But the other ones are like you know they commission other people to write them. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think my my experience is 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 relatively similar to Jack, which is I I've heard of the School of Life. I think I I think I get their emails. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've read a few different things, and um, I, I watch their YouTube channel quite a lot. And he seems like a super interesting chap, and he's got you know he's got these kind of real big, um, far-reaching explanations and philosophies around around these huge subjects. Um, I guess that's that's how that's how that's what I know. Um, but yeah, do tell us more, Luke. Well, yeah. So I mean, he's a philosopher, but which makes it sound a bit stuffy. And but I think what he does really well, and what the School of Life does. Well, is is it's making um, philosophy um, accessible, not like in a kind of dumbing it down way, but like that, you know, that school of life um, series of books is, um, you know, it'll be like a sort of philosophical take on whatever it is, mindfulness or the art of work. Or mm. there's a really good there's a really good book in that series called um, How to Find Fulfilling Work by a philosopher called Roman. Mm, how do you pronounce his surname? It's spelled K R Z M A R I C. Probably Krishnarik or something like that. But anyway, right. that's a really good book. So I, I've read a couple of his books. And then last year he released a book called The Course of Love, which is um, it's, it's supposed to be uh, like fiction. But it's an interesting book because some people have kind of um, criticized it because they don't feel that it's fiction. So it tells the story um, of a, uh, a couple meeting. Um, so like this, mm-hmm. this, this man and this woman meeting for the first time. Um, charts their kind of uh, dating experience and then... Uh, their, you know, their marriage and then like the, you know, the rest of their life. So kids and one of them's unfaithful and you know, whatever. And, 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 and you follow the story, but then it'll be like, there'll be like a section of the story. And then there'll be like this kind of like nonfiction bit where Alan just kind of, um, gives his thoughts on the situation. So it's like, they have an argument and he kind of explains why they had that argument. Right. Um, so it's like, so you kind of like learn from it as well as it being like a, a uh, really interesting story. I, I think the premise for the book is like he, he talks about um, often when you meet like a couple, you ask how they how they met, right? Like that's a, that's the thing that that people do. Sure. Um, but but he's like, well, the kind of interesting part of a um, of a relationship is everything after that point, or like you know when people get married, it's like everything after that point. Um, right. Because just meeting, I mean, that's not really much of an achievement, right? Like we've all done that. Yeah, you know, whatever, a bunch of times. So, so yeah, and then and then you know, it's just really exciting because I just think Krista Tippett's a really great interviewer and um, just picks exceptional people and has like really fantastic conversations with them that just go uh, like you know extremely deep. Um, mm. And she just and, and she's just so well read as well. So she she really knows her stuff when she interviews someone and has read like seemingly like all their work and like read reviews of their work and like do you know what I mean? She knows so much. Um, it's it, it's staggering. Like she's 
incredibly smart um, and really does her homework. And, and yeah, she just grills him on the book and they talk a lot about love and relationships and, 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 and Krista Tippett's also very open about like her, um, romantic situation. So it's, um, it's not, it's not just like a one, one way thing. Like it, it's very much like she talks about, it's, it's very much like, um, conversations and, um, yeah. And, and that's what, um, I've got her last book in front of me, actually, which is called Becoming Wise, which is amazing. And it kind of like, uh, uses excerpts from all the conversations she's had over the years. And in the back, she lists all her, so it's not like interviewees, it's, it's listed as, um, conversation partners, right. which is kind of, that, that sort of sums up how, how, how the podcast feels, you know, it's just like a really wonderful conversation. Yeah. I, would 100% agree with with what you just said Luke I mean for a start you're the expert you've listened to it for a long time but yeah I I I really really enjoyed it I felt like you've got it in the sense that it's it's a conversation it wasn't an interview it was it was it sounded like a very open and honest and interesting conversation between two people who obviously um are very deep thinkers and have have a lot of uh, big ideas um but are also very open about their their personal situations and everything else and um i found it really refreshing to hear that kind of conversation happen between two people who obviously know a lot about what they're talking about but not in a way where they're constantly trying to kind of outdo each other on on knowledge or you know try to hype each other up constantly i felt i felt like it was very um it was just it was like super relaxing as a podcast and then like the music they use in it is, is very relaxing as well but like the conversation itself just felt very calm and and like you know there's, there's a lot of podcasts i think um where, where the, there's a conversation going on between two people who are like just kind of constantly hyping themselves up and they're like small children on sweets and they're just kind of like you know they're just they're just so you know i think you know um you know, we, we, we've covered like the, the Rich Roll podcast um, in episode two. Um, and that's a little bit like that. And then I like the Rich Tim Ferriss. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you might be a fan. Um, but no, and, it, and like, and the Tim Ferriss show is very much like that as well. And like, I, there's definitely a place for it. But I feel like, and this is almost like the antithesis to it, which is just like a super calm, you know, these two people are just really, you know, it's like, if it wasn't so interesting, I think I'd fall asleep. But it's because it's interesting that I'm, I'm, I'm interested, but I just don't feel like I'm being bombarded. I feel like i'm being taken on this journey with them as they kind of discuss you know the the, the kind of the things that they're talking about and i i really really enjoyed that i've actually used it to fall asleep to before now like if i <laughs> really if I can't sleep it's like well i just you sort of get a bit sick of like i mean i, I love like the ritual podcasts and you know other things like that where it's just mm-hmm. you know like all these um all the kind of like lively music uh what do you call the bits in between do you call them idents is that the right word do you guys know the technical words? No. What, what would you call them, Jack? I'd call it bridge music, and I've just invented that yeah. term now. I've never called them that before. <laughs> well, um, it's going to be going viral tomorrow, but um, yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's just it, it just gets a bit old, doesn't it? And it's but it's like it, it's like you know we all listen to different types of music, different types of podcasts, whatever else, and and I just on being's just another. In, in the kind of range of things that I like to listen to. Sometimes I'm really in the mood for like a rich old podcast. Like if I'm, yeah. you know, if I want to get like pumped up, listen to it on the way to work, or whatever. But sometimes it's just really lovely to hear Krista interviewing a smart, um, wonderful person. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I can kind of see why you would fall asleep to this one because I think a lot of podcasts, um, that, I listen to for sure is on like very very tiny things explored in great depth which you don't want when you're going to bed i think what i like about this is that 
the subjects are so broad that you kind of drift away from uh, your own life and your own problems because it's just so all-encompassing and so beyond you. And I was, I have to say, a bit daunted by the idea of a conversation all about love and relationships because I was like, what more is there to discuss about these subjects? But Alan has clearly got such a interesting perspective on it and I think it's interesting you said that his book which was fiction got criticized for being maybe a bit non-fiction like I've always you know thought that would maybe be something that would be leveled at a non-fiction book being too fictional or maybe not true but I like the fact that people were annoyed <laughs> they might learn something at some point they've been ambushed by uh, you know a bit of fact then that's funny isn't it because it's funny that distinction is it between like that non-fiction is for learning and and fiction is for in, for enjoyment or pleasure or whatever exactly because i think um it's, it's absolutely not like that is it no and i think what's great as well is the way that i think he views um love and relationships is that there's a lot of sort of pre-constructed narrative around those concepts and a lot of absurdity around them which i mean seems to border on fiction in the way that he depicts it i mean when he talks about marriage and um actually i wrote down a, a quote that krista put to him which was that marriage ends up as a hopeful generous infinitely kind gamble taken by two people who don't yet know who they are and who the other might be binding themselves to a future they cannot conceive of and have carefully avoided investigating and i was like so what does he think i mean is he it turns out he's married i i had to double check that and see whether this was the perspective of someone who's on the outside has been um completely aside from relationships all his life kind of looking in at this strange thing that's going on or he's had like five bitter divorces (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's just like what's it all about anyway it's pointless yeah that's the thing Uh, but he clearly has this fraught relationship where he's like everything's absurd and kind of beautiful for it and i really like that i love krista i think krista is Excellent. And I'm glad you've said that she seems well read on everything because I noticed she seemed really capable to engage in the conversation with Alan because she had had so much uh, reading beforehand and was clearly ready to spring into action when the conversation came up. And she just mm. guides the conversation forward. Uh, and as uh, you both have said, uh, doesn't impose herself onto the conversation, but just use what she knows to steer the person into subjects she knows will interest them and engage them in a way that's passionate. I didn't realise that she starts each interview the same with a question about faith, but I think that's brilliant and particularly pertinent in this scenario because I can imagine um, Alan's probably more interested in a question like that than, so tell us your backstory, you know? Um, and yeah, I thought he had a lot of interesting points. I think, um, you mentioned Luke about the thing he was talking about where, uh, the moment of connection isn't so interesting to him, but it's everything that happens after that, um, which feels now so obvious. You look at, I don't know, Hollywood films, um, you think about, I mean, Facebook and uh, social media, uh, and he, he, you know, I think he talks about this in the podcast, but everything's focused on that moment of connection. And it's like, well, what about everything that happens after that, i.e. the rest of everyone's lives? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, um, I, I started listening to another one. I can't remember the name of his guest, um, but, I, you know, I've, I've been kind of darting around and, and looking at the kind of guests he, she's been speaking to and, and see that... Um, 
I'm already very keen to dive into more of the episodes because I think the topics... She's clearly someone who has been doing podcasting long enough that I think she knows, A, how to do a great podcast, but B, how to title it well in a way that, you know, catches my attention and makes me think, oh, I'm definitely going to download that and I'm going to invest, you know, 75, 80 minutes of my life into this. Um, So, yeah, I'm really glad you showed this one to me. This is definitely going to be a regular on my feed. In fact, out out of interest, how did you come across this one? Because you say you've been listening for several years. Maybe a friend sent it to me or something, but one of the first interviews I listened to was her um, speaking with Mary Oliver, who's, um, I don't know if you guys know her, but she's a pretty famous poet. Again, like right. a, a, a Christian, but um, but I think pretty like well respected outside of Christian circles, right? Just as a mm-hmm. as a poet in general, but she writes a lot about um, uh, like nature is like her thing, but just really yeah. like just kind of marveling at the at the world and 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 how things work, and uh, it was just like an amazing conversation because Mary Oliver, you know, she's pretty old. She's like. I don't know, like late seventies or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, well, maybe she's, maybe she's eighties. Anyway, she's old. Um, although age is no thing, is it? But, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, it, it, that was just such an incredible conversation. You know, sometimes she, you can just tell sometimes she's kind of, I mean, she's getting to speak to like just the most incredible people and she's, it's not like she's in awe of them, but that's just like great respect and sort of rightly so because she gets to speak with some incredible characters and she's had like, you know, the Dalai Lama on there and um, I don't know if you guys Whoa. know um, Matthew Ricard, like the guy who's known as the, the happiest guy in the world, but he's like a, you know, a, yeah. a Buddhist monk who's written a few books. And, right, um, yeah, yeah. So she's interviewed like, you know, like everyone, but there'll also be people like Seth Godin and Adam Grant. Yeah. And, um, I've just seen Desmond Tutu. He's on there. Yeah, you know. Desmond Tutu. That, that, that podcast is amazing. Like, it's so good. Oh, really? Okay. Well, Desmond Tutu, I mean, he's just the coolest, right? So it's, I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's already off to a good start. I mean, have you ever heard his laugh? No. It's like famed. He's just got this kind of like sort of high pitch. I mean, he just like laughs the whole time. He's a total joker. <laughs> right, okay, I've got to listen to that he's one then. really funny. Like, yeah, you've got to listen to it. It's amazing. I, I, I listened to an interview yesterday, actually, with um, different podcasts entirely, but um, Rishikesh Herway, who does Song Exploder, and, you know, we spoke about Sp- Song Exploder before, and he was asked about the potential struggles of interviewing musicians who potentially don't have their thoughts in order ready to articulate, because that's obviously not they're not designed to be necessarily just put out verbally what exactly they're doing and why but what's great i think about this podcast is that these people are clearly deep thinkers often poets uh writers uh and people who can verbalize in such an interesting uh and intricate and fascinating way um which i mean much of krista's work's done before she even turns the microphones on which is, you know, I think fantastic. But I suppose it's yeah. also a product of the fact that, like, because I guess a lot of podcasts now start with just whatever, like, uh, some random people who want to just start talking about something. You know, for example, podcasts. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, because yeah, <laughs> she started out as, like, um, you know, it's like a proper radio show, right? So mm. she's been in the mm. game for a long time. So it's, like, primarily a radio show, which, which is now a podcast, which I guess is a slightly different vibe to people just... And, and she's getting paid to do it, I assume. So she sure. can kind of afford that time to, you know, what, what an amazing job, right? Just to interview people you really like and then spend, presumably like the week before, just digesting everything they've ever made. 
Um, it's pretty yeah. incredible. So, I mean, she, she, she does a great job, but she's got it easy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's, that's very true. I'm, I'm just, I've been like scrolling through the, the feed of episodes just while we've been chatting now, and it's like going back to 2001, which I like, I Whoa. don't know many podcasts that go back so far. Like, that's, that's a long time. I guess that was the radio show days. Yeah. I'm guessing it was. I'm guessing it was. Luke, out of interest, do you ever, because there's like in the feed, I've got like the, the, the regular podcast, and then I've got like the unedited one. Do you ever mm. listen to the unedited interviews, or do you just listen to the podcast? like the edited down version depends on the um depends on the person right so i think i listen to the unedited one of this of this one mm-hmm. the alan one because i'm like so interested in it and i want right. to hear everything and i'd like obsessed over the book last year and recommended it to everyone but um you know if i'm just sort of taking a punt on something if it's um if she's interviewing someone i don't really know um then i'd listen to the edited one because it's just more condensed right yeah how much does the vibe how much does the vibe change when it's unedited? Because I know with some podcasts, um, you listen to two people having a conversation. You're like, damn, they're slick. Like, they just got the words ready. And then I reckon if you listen to the unedited one, it would be like, uh, um, uh, I, I know editing this podcast that me and Freddie say um, more than anything. And that takes up about half an hour of audio in the, in the edit. But uh, what's, what's, what's she like in just general conversation when the editing isn't applied? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's nice actually because I, I don't feel like it's wildly different like I don't think it's yeah I don't think it's wildly different but the thing I like is sometimes you hear her kind of trying to articulate the exact questions she wants to ask which I really like because it shows that she's very thoughtful so mm-hmm. it's not like she's kind of clutching for something to say like she's you know she's not a dummy but she's mm-hmm. kind of like she'll just sort of ease the question out slowly and like just edit herself as she's speaking and, and just try and really articulate what she's trying to say um yeah which you know it's nice to hear what's actually happening before it gets chopped up but i don't feel like it's wildly different i think she's pretty articulate and obviously the people she's speaking to are generally articulate as well so but you know sometimes it's just nice to hear them rustling about in the studio and you know whatever it is it, it, it's just really fun Jack, I feel like that all kind of segues really nicely into into your podcast because it's a it's you know it's a long conversation between people who are rustling about in the studio quite a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I think we could do like a really good Venn diagram of today's podcast because you've had like two on like very broad topics and then two on gigantic conversations with people over the course of an hour and a half. Uh, so right. this, I mean, we've structured this beautifully, frankly. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The Nerdist is my podcast, and it's a podcast by Chris Hardwick, mm-hmm. who's an American stand-up comedian, TV show host. He does a lot of stuff. Um, and the original idea, way back in 2010 when it started, was um, to discuss with other people aspects of nerd culture, which... I feel like in recent years it's become uh, less of a concern by some stretch. Uh, and now it's uh, long-form interviews with people in comedy and entertainment. So uh, he's had Tom Cruise on, um, people like uh, Slater Kinney, the band Slater Kinney, uh, Patrick Stewart, Quentin Tarantino. So a real broad sweep of people. Um, and they're now on like 870 episodes, which is insane. Uh 
at one point, I think in like 2015, they were doing about two, three a week, which was nuts. I mean, I, they were doing other stuff as well, which seems insane to me. I'm not sure how they managed it. But I also, I think that the conversations themselves are very unedited, unedited so it's like, right, record it, mm. cut it, upload it, and that's pretty much it. But um, right. what I really enjoy about it is that the guests tend to talk about everything aside from what they're probably out there to promote, uh, which is really nice because I think you can hear them slip so easily into casual conversation and I think that's because they're probably so ready to put their guard down and talk about something else. And I think Chris Hardwick is really good at having these conversations which can be about inane stuff um, but also can be about the other aspects of someone's life that rarely get covered in a lot of cases Um, so the episode that I picked um, is the one with Elijah Wood which was put out in uh, September 2015 I think Um, and it's awesome and it highlights why I like this podcast so much because I kind of assumed the reason that I'd gone in to, to listen to it is because I'd assumed that Elijah had kind of fallen off the map. Like, he'd just done Lord of the Rings, and that was about it. He'd just toddled off and was living a quiet life in the Shire. But it seems like he's doing <laughs> so much outside of that. And what's great is that it's this is a perfect podcast for him to actually just talk about the stuff that he loves rather than the stuff that's forcing him around this international press circuit so you know he runs a record label he does a dj duo he's a film producer he's a horror film fanatic and they just talk about all of these things they have a really casual conversation a lot of laughs obviously and um i think sometimes you kind of get lost in the fact that they um i think because they've both been in the entertainment circles for quite some time they go oh do you know this person yeah i know this person oh wasn't it great when you saw that person and maybe i was there too were you at this and then for a moment you're like hello i'm on the other side here like you do have a microphone on but for the most part i think that's the price you have to pay to have that person that guest get into a, a place where they're really happy to just to talk and to have these really sincere conversations um and ironically enough often they do loop back around to what they're promoting and they're more amped up to talk about it than they've ever been because they've had an hour of just chatting about stuff and it's clear that it's not just you know the press sort of taking the bits that they want and then pissing off you know it's people who just want to chat and are genuinely interested um there's another one actually um, with Simon Amstel, who I'm a big fan of, and it's really interesting to listen to that one and, and observe how the energy changes when someone's in the room that they perhaps don't get along with as well as instinctively. Because Simon, I think, thrives off very uncomfortable atmospheres. He deliberately pauses too long, deliberately laughs in the wrong places, and his humour is so discordant with the hosts. And you hear the hosts like you hear chris fighting to keep the conversation alive and fighting to try and establish this really relaxed atmosphere and he sort of wins it round near the end but it's so hard won and so part of why i like this podcast as well is just that it's a really interesting way to observe people in conversation and uh you know an interviewer trying to engage 
people who are perhaps don't have these conversations that often, particularly not with the press, trying to ease that out of them. So, yeah, I, I don't love every episode and I don't listen to every episode because I don't have the time and no one does. But I listen to ones where I, you know, I see someone, I'm like, ah, what's going on with them? I'm really interested to know a bit more about them. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, I um, I'll, I do this like standard episode um, party confession, which is that I started <laughs> listening to this about two hours ago, Jack. Um, so I didn't get the whole way through it, but um, I did. I did get like an hour in, which I feel was pretty good for the for the length of the podcast, which is probably more than I did like last time round. So, you know, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> I guess like it's, it's it's an interesting one because like the reasons why I love it are. Um, a product of the reasons why I didn't love it. Um, yeah. In the, the reason why I love it is the le- the reason that y- you mentioned, which is that the, the guests are so off guard and they're so natural, and they they just seem to be enjoying themselves and they're chatting about stuff that you wouldn't expect them to be chatting about. And you you see a new side to these people. Um, you know, having Elijah would start the conversation by talking about how much he loves um, Forty Five Records, and I was like, okay, cool. This is this is an interesting start. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a product of a podcast which is ultimately quite chaotic. I mean, there's no real structure to it. Um, you know, there's a lot of like everyone's talking over each other and, you know, n- no one is addressing each other. You know, I don't for, for, you know, the first kind of 10 minutes, I had to kind of work out who was who. Um <laughs> Which I guess if you've listened to enough of them, like you would, you'd, you'd know, um, kind of more instinctively. But I, I never listened before, and you know, there's like kind of everyone shuffling in their seats. At some point, someone walks out the room and shouts for someone else, and 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 um, I guess my kind of like, I don't know, my kind of need for order in the podcast world kind of uh, kind of took over, and it and it annoyed me slightly. But saying that, I don't think it would be as good without all of that so um i kind of feel like perhaps you know having you know just listened to on being and 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 listening to that going into that was probably probably the wrong way to do it um because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i went from kind of like serene calm really intellectual conversation to uh to to, to kind of chaos and everyone you know the no subject gets talked about for more than you know a few minutes at a time and then something else pops up and then it goes back to the original subject and so on and so forth um but saying that like i just i feel like it's i feel like as much as it kind of annoyed me in places i feel like in the right context of me listening to it if i'm doing something else i think it'd be a really nice one to listen to and kind of like have on in the background and kind of dip in and out as in when i hear something that kind of piques my interest and uh yeah, I don't know. I think like I love listening to podcasts when I'm washing up or doing the ironing, and uh, I feel like this is a good podcast for that because you can kind of half concentrate up until a point where you know you hear Elijah Wood talk about DJing. You're like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know that, so let's let's kind of like concentrate for ten minutes. But I think my uh, earlier on when I was trying to desperately concentrate and get loads out of it, um, <laughs> I kind of tried and failed because there was too much chaos. Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of where I am with it. But I, I feel like it could be. I feel like I could really get into it and I feel like you know when the, you've got 800 odd episodes with all these different people and again like much like on being okay we're not talking about the same kind of guests but like you know there's some really really interesting people in there so yeah I'm kind of like looking forward to diving in a bit more and uh I don't know learning to kind of embrace the bits I hate about it to to enjoy the bits I love about it I'm just interested in, in um, how much you iron Freddie like <laughs> I never I never iron what do you iron 
shirts, like button shirts, buttoned up shirts. I don't know. I can't get away without ironing them, Luke. I, just, I, it, I, I, I don't do as much. Is it only shirts, though? Only really shirts. That I don't. Th- I can't think of right. anything else off the top of my head that I, um, you know, I'm not kind of like you know underwear and socks kind of guy. I'm not. I'm not that kind of okay. person or like bed clothes <laughs> or anything like that. Like just just shirts. Mm. But I mean, like I'm I'm woefully inept at ironing, Luke. So you know, one shirt will take me ten minutes. So that's you know, I can get a good few podcasts in in the time I need to iron a few shirts. Nice. It can be quite therapeutic, can't it? My dad loves ironing. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm doing it. Maybe that's why I'm deliberately, you know, maybe I'm not inept and I'm actually subconsciously taking longer than I need to because uh, it's a you're form just, of therapy. You're just a meditative guy. Well, I clearly. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so th- that's really interesting. And I also, um, <laughs> I like the podcast. <laughs> um, I got confused at the start because I always get confused between Nerdist and then that one with Mark Maron or Maron. Or how do you say his name? Oh, WTF. Yeah. How, how do you pronounce his surname? Come on, help me out. Maron. What do you reckon, Jack? Maron. Maron. Mark Maron. Yeah. I was like, um, I, I had it in my head that it was the one that Obama was on, but it wasn't, of course, was it? It's a different one. Um, similar vibe, though. Similar vibe. That's it. That's what I thought as I was listening, like not a world away. But, um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I think the thing that's really, that's really cool about it is just getting to hear uh, a really big star in kind of a, an honest conversation, which one of you guys was touching upon. I forget who. I'm so sorry. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting to hear someone really big like that having a conversation that's not just, like, pushing their next thing. And, and I, didn't really have a, I didn't really have a problem with it kind of being, you know, chaotic and mad lols all over the shop. Um, it, it just depends what you want, doesn't it, for, for a certain situation. I think, like, I don't know if I'd make it part of my regular podcast listening routine but that's just because i guess it's like i don't it's not like i always want to learn something from a podcast it's not like i it's just this big education trip but i I don't know it's like i want to know what i'm getting out of it before i listen to it and um i don't know what i really get out of listening to it you know it's it's interesting to to go behind the scenes with uh like celebrities that you you know, you see in your popular films and whatnot, hmm. but um, I just don't know if that's what I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I see. What, I see what you're going for. Yeah, I, I think for I, I mean, I definitely have phases um, where I'm just like the nerdist is is not a priority right now because it is. You do get to the end of an hour and a half, and you're like, great. Um, I've basically been part of a conversation that I couldn't join in with. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I think I enjoy it as someone who occasionally interviews people, say over the phone and um, uh, and over Skype. As listening to how someone navigates a conversation, I find really interesting, uh, and also yeah. navigates a conversation with someone who must be sick to the back teeth of talking about the same stuff. And I think what he does, maybe without trying, maybe with trying, is kind of avoid just the big subjects where it's just like you know he he doesn't really say oh so how did you get into acting or something like that because you can look that up so easily and i i think he's probably got to a point now you know 900 episodes in where those are just the questions and subjects he he gravitates towards without even thinking about it um 
but yeah no i totally get it i mean it is it's definitely out of everything i listen to i think it's right on the end of the spectrum of like this is just just fun and i'm i'm not taking anything away at all like i think even with something like um with Marin, I feel like there's more guidance to the conversation to the point where you can come away learning something um, a bit more than this. I mean, yeah, this is just just a natter, isn't it, really? Hmm. But, Jack, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have fun, is there? They say that girls just want to have fun, but sometimes boys want to as well. I think, yeah, <laughs> that should be for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a very good point. So, no, I don't think anyone's going to listen to this and blame you for wanting to have some fun every now and then. Thank you. Well, that's good to know. And I don't, and I don't blame you either, and I, and I don't think Freddie does. No, I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, like, you know, it, it's funny. We were saying, you know, you were saying that, like, there's, like, podcasts where, like, you, you just don't know what you get out of them. Um and I, I I feel the same. I listened to um I think I've recommended it to you, Jack, before, and I think you didn't you didn't kind of get on with it. But um, do by Friday, which is a podcast um by uh Max Temkin, who's one of the creators of Cards Against Humanity, and Alex Cox, who works at Cards Against Humanity, and a guy called Merlin Mann, who's a writer, um did like famously did all the Inbox Zero email management stuff back in the day, and they just ramble, and it's like an hour and you know in some cases an hour and forty five minutes of just them chatting about stuff um quite generally it's meant to be about like they'd set a weekly challenge for each other but the challenge literally takes up 20 minutes of a one hour 45 minute podcast and the rest of the time they're just chatting about politics or life or jokes and there's loads of in jokes and like it's just one of those podcasts where like i i think i think maybe that's what the nerdist does to you jack which is just like it's a nice one just to listen to and listen to people navigate a conversation and and chat to each other but you don't necessarily get anything out of it it's just fun there's nothing wrong with a rambly podcast, but yeah. um, I think you have to really be interested in the people who are rambling. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of an example now of like a rambly, like the, w- one podcast that is a bit rambly is this one called The Liturgist, which I'm guessing you guys don't listen to. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a Christian thing, right? But it's right. like these guys who are um, very liberal Christians, very kind of interesting theology. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's pretty uh, left of center. Right. And, um, and, and, and it's hosted by this guy who's um, a guy called Science Mike. Which <laughs> is a pretty amazing... But he's like a he's like a scientist who was a Christian, and then like he sort of became an atheist because he couldn't marry his um, like his science scientific beliefs with his faith, and then became a Christian again. And then also this guy called Michael Gungle, who's like a really really big guy in the in the Christian music world, he's in a band called Gungle. Which, they're actually a really great band, mm. and he's also had like faith um, like struggles. And then they sort of come together and just talk about like faith stuff, but from a kind of very progressive point of view and being very open about their doubts and stuff and that is often quite rambly but because i'm really interested in like uh you know like broadly what they're talking about and the, and the issues they're dealing with i'm happy to go on a ramble with them but like i don't want to go on a ramble with everyone there's a famous podcast as well but i was looking at podcast recommendations like a year ago a year ago or something and it's like a phone a weekly phone conversation between these two guys and one guy's in like an old band um is this ringing any bells for anyone not at the moment, no. No, carry on explaining okay. it. Well, he was like, anyway, one guy was in some old band, the other guy was whatever. And it was like a big, it's a big podcast. A lot of people listen to it, apparently. <laughs> and I was like, I'll give it a try. And it was just like, you know, because I've got no interest in, in the band. I don't know anything about these guys. And they're just prattling on for an hour. Mm. It's like, I, it just does nothing for me. But then, 
And it might be the same thing with like, you know, your Cards Against Humanity people. If you're really interested in Cards Against Humanity and maybe you're like a, a games maker and you follow these guys online and you like the stuff that they like, then it's interesting, right? Yeah. You need to be kind of really, I think, to listen to a kind of a bit of a rambler, as we'll um, now, now define it. If you're going to listen to a rambler, you've got to really be like totally, you know, immersed in, in the rambler's uh, sphere to find it interesting. Otherwise, it's just like you're just listening to some people talk crap. Yeah, no. absolutely. I think I there you. are a few. I, I've let some ramble back into my life definitely more recently, and that, like, um, there's a few. There's been a few recently, and I swear they've just started to surface recently where people are starting to do it well. And I, I, I think they've kind of been inspired by those huge, sprawling podcasts that, you know, take up two hours. And I think maybe initially didn't get a lot of traction because people were like, I'm not listening to a film-length podcast. But now, actually, you know, you look at the amount of downloads that Joe Rogan gets and people are quite happy to hear him talk for four hours, you know. So I, I, I'm starting to enjoy quite a few and there's quite quite a few where just the way that they hop between topics, it sounds very strange. It's almost debotton-esque. But the way that I just enjoy the way that they go between subjects. So not even necessarily the topic itself, but just the the whole topography of the conversation sometimes is just what drags me in. Um, Which sounds really abstract, but sometimes that's enough. Do you know what I mean? Jack, can I, I, Jack, can I say that you get, you get 20 points for the phrase topography of the conversation? <laughs> I uh, fist pumped when I said it. You didn't incredible. see that. Thank you so much. <laughs> did you, did you, did you, um, did you prepare that before this podcast or did, did that just, did that just come out? Were you just riffing? That was just, that was pure improv. I Miles Davis that. That was all that wow. was. <laughs> That is impressive. Oh, Jack, it's like it's it's like reading it's like reading your book. Every now and then you throw in <laughs> one of these ridiculous <laughs> phrases, and you're like, Jack, where did you come up with that? And I know the book uh, took a while, so like I was like, you know, you give you, but then when you do it in the podcast, it's even more impressive. Like I know, yeah, I very very this. good, very good. So I, good. I would, Jack, you've never told me about your book. Oh, I will off offline. I will fill you in. Offline. Have, have you told your listeners before? about it no i haven't i've um you haven't plugged it what about what about giving me the um 20 20 second elevator pitch so like a sort of four floor elevator pitch i mean i'm sure your listeners would love to uh you know All right. read it okay do you like <laughs> post-rock music do you... oh, I've, I've dabbled i dabbled okay. it's all it's a book on post-rock that's exactly what it okay. is it's a it's, it's about the story of post-rock music mm. yeah uh how so... many languages is it available in just your plain old standard English. Actually, now I say that, there's someone who wants to release a Spanish version, but that hasn't come to fruition yet, so... Do you think... We're probably soon approaching a point where, like, you can... You know, because obviously podcasts are only available in the language they're recorded in. I wonder if we're approaching a point where you'll be able to get the software to just, like, choose it up and translate it, and you can listen to any podcast in, in any language. That'd be cool. Would be cool, wouldn't it? I reckon we must we must be close. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got like that. What's the who who makes the the really cool app where you can point your camera on your phone at stuff and it just translate it like that? That was oh, great. Yeah. yeah, that's helped me out so much. Yeah, I love We've that. We've got to be close, haven't we? I think I so. I wonder what I wonder what the biggest podcasts are like in in non English speaking territories. I wonder what like the podcast trends are like. Luke, sometime in the distant future, we're going to have you back on for another episode and we're going to do <laughs> foreign language podcasts and see how we get on. I think that'll be great. <laughs> what the foreign language podcasts when they're kind of auto-translated by this magical <laughs> <song>. <laughs> Yeah, why not? 
Why not? So I'll, I'll see you back in uh, like 2019, right? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Well, sounds sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. That was a that was an optimistic uh, look to the future there. 2019. I'm, I, if, it, if that happens in 2019, I will be happy. I think that'd be really good. I thought you were going to say you could you would eat your hat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a hat. I need to buy one first, but I've got you know two more years, so I've got time to buy one, and then I'll eat You'll it. You'll buy a hat and eat it. Yeah. If we get auto auto translating podcast technology by 2019. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds really really <laughs> You've heard good. Here first. This is. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Right. Okay. Um. I think I think with that promise, we we ought to just end. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully everyone will forget by the next time an episode comes out um, well, I'm, I'm gonna make a um, i'm gonna make a google calendar reminder now brilliant do that luke <laughs> i'll invite you both to it um and and when we hit 2019 and you have to tell me to um to to do it just tweet it or something and if if listeners to the podcast want to follow along and find out when it happens where where can they where can they find you online luke where can they get you on twitter N- nicely done friends um well, that, yeah, that was so smooth. Um, I tried. You can find me on Twitter um, and all the other um, internets. Um, just my name, which is Luke Leafuels, spelled L-U-K-E. That's Luke. And then the surname is L-E-I-G-H, Field. If you don't know how to spell Field, then do you know what I mean? We're in trouble. <laughs> we are in trouble. I, I, I want to add, because I, I think it's really good, is that you do this this newsletter called 10 Things, which is like 10 really interesting things that y- you like, um, that goes out pretty often. Um, it's usually like weekly, yeah, I, I'm glad you said pretty often, because I thought you were going to say weekly, and I was going to be like, oh! No, not anymore. <laughs> um, no, no, I, mean, I, 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 I try to do one fortnightly and failing, so it's fine. Um, but that's at tinyletter.com forward slash Luke Leafield, and I, I, think, I think everyone should go sign up, because it's, it's, it's interesting. And like I say, I've got podcast recommendations from it, and... And uh, I host the show about podcasts. So what does that tell you? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's great. So uh, yeah, go sign up for that. And um, thanks very much, Luke, for, for joining us. No, thanks for thanks for having a thanks for this pleasant. I'm, I can't speak anymore. My, my um, speaking <laughs> abilities run down after an hour. Do you know what I mean? It's like they just they tail off, and I just I just I just um just garbled noises. But I thank you for sharing a really interesting conversation with me, and and for your lovely recommendations, and for and for making such a fun podcast. Hey, Brilliant. Oh, welcome. thanks, Lee. That's really awesome. All right, and uh, to everyone else, we'll we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Oh,